Well, welcome back, my friends, or should I say welcome back to to me. Um, You are joining me for my weekly Monday Motivation AMA. I have been missing for a week, but for very good reason. I was traveling, doing a little traveling abroad, um, and yeah, I've been gone for like nine, eight, nine days, so I am back. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. The way that I'm wired, like just... I gotta work, guys. I gotta grind. So, like, after a certain amount of time, I just get ang- I just get antsy because I like to do things. And so, um, anyway, I want to welcome welcome you guys all again into my weekly AMA. Ask me anything. What this is about? It's about Monday motivation, inspiration. I want you guys to get fired up. I want you to get excited about the week. I want you to hopefully take something from this and you know apply it to your business this week um maybe agitate your brain a little bit to think a little bit differently about something that maybe you thought that you knew before um i want it to be a moment of growth for those of you that have listened to this before again we're streaming live on uh, facebook youtube linkedin for those of you that watch this for before you know that i am all about um, the beginnings, like I love the beginnings. I love the beginnings of of races. I love the beginnings of movies. I love the beginnings of business. I love the beginnings of the week. Why? Because we've got nothing but potential ahead of us, man. Nothing but potential. Nothing's happened yet. Nothing bad has happened. Nothing good. Has happened. You've just got potential sitting in front of you. So um, let's talk about this week. I want to share with you guys a little bit about my my trip abroad. So spent some time in in Europe. And, um, you know, I I am a student of business. I'm I'm more than a student. I'm a geek for business. I'm passionate about business. I'm passionate about entrepreneurship. I'm passionate about sales. So that never turns off. I'm always observing. No matter where I'm at, I'm observing um, how people are operating uh, businesses, what what the business culture is, all of that. So I spent some time in Belgium and um, I, I ran into, while having a meal and some beers, I ran into a group of investors there, um, real good group of guys sitting there at the end of the day, having a nice meal, having some beers, talking shop in Dutch. My Dutch isn't very good, although I do know how to say, don't give up. That's thank you. Thank you very much. Loosely translated. Anyway, so um, as I'm hanging out with my wife and having a conversation with these guys, I just I just I wanted to understand the business culture. I wanted to understand what the business week is like for these guys. 
And um, I got to tell you, it feels like they enjoy their weeks a lot more than, than we do. So I did a little research on that. I don't know if you guys know, but Belgium officially has a four-day work week, right? So for full-time employers, you have a four. Thank you, Skylar. Thank you for that. Welcome back, my friend. They have a four-day work week. Hey, and, and by the way, thank you, all you guys that check in, that either watch us live. Thank you for those that watch on replay. Thank you for those that watch it on our website. Um, yeah, I appreciate every single view. I appreciate you, whether you guys are live, which live is awesome because I love to engage with you. Um, but if you're not live and you're getting some value from this, I appreciate you just as much. Anyway, Belgium has a four day work week. And, uh, you know, as I'm walking around and I'm kind of, you know, after meeting these guys and again, just observing and, um, I, I can't help but think about how we operate here. Um, how many hours do you work? Really? How many hours are you on the clock? How many hours do you work during the week? So for me, I, you know, seven days a week is pretty six to seven days. I'm doing something I'm working, right? Um, some of it I enjoy, some of it I don't enjoy, but it's hard for me to check out. Um, but I wonder how, beneficial it is for us you know we pat ourselves on the back for being a hard-working culture and we are um uh, that it goes back generations for me i can think about how my dad works how my my mom works how my grandparents work my aunts and uncles work how we we grind we work that's the way it's always been it's part of our dna but there's something that i learned as a leader and as an entrepreneur many years ago i'm going to share that with you guys I learned that and this just totally changed the way that I hired people, changed the way the expectations I set for people. I learned that in my world that I was probably going to get 20 to 25 hours of actually efficient, good, high quality work out of anyone. And I think if you guys think about this, you probably will agree with me. Like in a 40 hour work week, how much time is spent you know, dilly-dallying around, water cooler talk, whatever it is. I found in my world, I was really only getting maybe 20 to 25 um, hours of quality work. And that's what I came when I, to expect. And that's what I accepted in my life. I accepted, okay. Uh, and that actually helped to make me very much more successful because I wasn't expecting more than I was going to get. And I set those like, sort of expectations with my employees, right? And then the next level for me is I started hiring people, not as W-2s. I started hiring people primarily as to this day as con contractors um, and really paying for the hours that I get, right? Those quality hours. Anyway, back to the Europe-Belgium thing to our country and how this applies to you. So think about how many hours you work during the week and how many of those hours are really quality hours. I, I, I want to... I want to challenge you guys to think a little differently about your days and your weeks. And let's try to bring a focus to quality over quantity. Think about this. How many of you have calendars that have seven, eight, nine, ten appointments in a day? How many of those appointments are quality? Are you just checking the boxes, going through the motions? You know, 
what we talk about, and I talk about a lot with business and bourbon, is helping people to do, to do better business through building deeper relationships. You can't build deeper relationships, and you can't serve people at a high level when you're speed dating them. If you're in sales and you've got right now, your boss is probably looking at all you guys have KPIs based upon the amount of appointments that you have, and you're probably trying to just fill your calendar. Boom! I had six, seven, eight, nine appointments a day. But how many of those are quality? How many of those are you really listening? How many of those are you able to do what I talk about in the book? Take notes, like really intently listen, really intently understand what matters to that person on the other side of the table and build a relationship. So I want to challenge you guys this week. I want to challenge you to do less and accomplish more. How about instead of having six, seven, eight, nine meetings a day, why not have four? Instead of having 30 meetings a week, why not have 15? Here's, and follow me on this. Here's why I'm, I'm suggesting this. Because I feel like if you take, if we take more time to have quality engagement, to have quality connection, to have quality communication, for one, we'll be more successful. Um, for two, I feel like, again, going back to how my whole um, 20 to 25 hour thing, part of the reason I feel that way is because I feel like we've only got so much that we can give anyone, and then it's just diminishing returns. So you're giving a lesser version of yourself once you get past that. That's I'm going to call it facts because this is what I've seen in 25 years. <laughs> this is what I've seen and hundreds of people that have worked for me. It's just diminishing returns. So why not, instead of saying, hey, listen, you know, let's get 50, 60 hours. Why not get 20, 25 kick-ass hours? Hours where you're at your best, where your employees are at their best. So this week, I want to challenge you to schedule differently. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Schedule differently. Instead of scheduling yourself for 40, 50 hours, whatever it is that you do, schedule yourself for 2025. Schedule yourself for 2025 and, and focus on quality of engagements, quality of work. Use your calendar, right? I know you're going to have your 40, 50 hours when you're coming, but schedule 20, schedule 20 to 25 hours of actual work. And 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 hold yourself to that. Be disciplined about you know your meetings and doing the work that you need to do within those hours. I bet you, I'll bet you money that you'll be more efficient, that you'll be more effective, that you'll feel like you accomplish more as opposed to having what we doing what it is that we do right now. This leads into something else that I want to share with you guys this morning. So and, and it all ties in. So follow me. Before I left to Europe, uh, I, I had the pleasure of speaking to. Um, about communications trusted advisors in uh, New York City for a roadshow. They invited me there to keynote. And a lot of great stuff, a lot of great partners there, um, a lot of great entrepreneurs, uh, really fun environment. And um, and I, I want to thank them, first of all, for showing up and not leaving. <laughs> I was closing the show. They didn't leave. And I appreciate that. One of the things I talked to them about was the importance of writing notes, right? In the, the, the discovery process and the sales process, the importance of bringing out this notebook right here, right? Um, 
and, and the psychology behind this, is, which is something that I talk about in the book. You see, a lot of you guys don't write notes during your meetings. And some of you don't do that because you're way smarter than me. You just remember shit. You're like, you're just, you got photographic memory and you can talk to people and you remember everything. I'm not that guy. I need notebooks. That's why I have them all over here. So I need notebooks to better comprehend, right? So this is the device I'm going to give you guys. This is the sales device I'm going to give you this week. Write notes. Write notes, one, because it's proven scientifically to help you to comprehend better what people are saying, okay? But here's the secret sauce to it. And this is what I share with these guys. So for me, again, it helps me to better comprehend. You guys that are much smarter than me and understand and, again, have photographic memories. You don't need that for comprehension, but you still need it. Here's why. You ever watch a detective show? Everyone's watched a detective show. You've seen one of those shows like uh, CSI or whatever. And when the detective shows up to the crime scene and someone, you know, they're about to interview somebody that, that, um, that, that witnessed the crime, what's the first thing they do? They pull out that notebook and they say, okay, all right, Mr. Whatever, <laughs> Mrs. Whatever, tell me what happened. And then they start talking. They start writing. Okay, uh, why do they do that? Well, because it lets that person know that they're being valued. It lets them know that you're comprehending. It lets them know that you're listening. That's why notes are so important, right? It's not just about your comprehension and about you being able to, to, to you know, do a better job, but it's that nonverbal communication to the person on the other side of the table. Tell me whenever someone um, you know, wrote notes sitting in front of you where you guys were like, oh, you didn't come away from that either it just in your brain or actually saying it to yourself. Man, that person like, um, you know, they they're comprehending, they're getting it. They understand what it is that I'm that I'm that I'm, I want to say. Um, that's what it communicates to people. So notes are super, super important in the sales process. So I want you to think about that when you're doing discovery this week. I want you to think about that when you're in any sort of important business meeting with anyone who you want them to know that you value their voice. You want them to know that you're listening. You want them to know that they are important to you. Take damn notes. Whether you need them or not, you're communicating something to them now verbally. So here's one of the questions that I got, they're like, um, I forget the gentleman that raised his hand was a great question. He's like, okay, cool. I like that. What about in the virtual environment? Oh, valid point, right? What about in the virtual environment? Because we're all now doing a lot of our meetings virtually. So in the virtual environment, my advice was to him is to do the same thing. I still do that. So here's the difference in the virtual environment. Um, when you're taking notes, so what I do is, um, the first thing I do is I always tell them I'm taking notes <laughs> because here's what you can't see. You guys are listening, watching me in a virtual environment right now. What happens when I do this? You can't see my notebook, right? It makes you think that, oh my God, this guy, maybe he's not paying attention to me. Maybe he's looking at his phone. So I start the call with saying, hey, listen, and I'll even show it. Hey, listen, um, Skyler, I'm going to be taking notes during this. So just know when my head bobs down, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm taking notes. So now it accomplishes the same thing that we're talking about in person, but in the virtual environment. Okay. So I want, I want to make sure you guys are doing that. Um, in addition to that, another little 
tip, trick, whatever, something that people don't do enough of. And again, it's not just because now, granted, this is this is a good practice as a professional, but we're talking about the psychology of communicating to people that they matter and that you value them. Um, agendas. Okay. Come with an agenda, right? So if you're an in-person, come with the agenda, go over the agenda. I talk about this in the book as well. If you're virtual, same thing. Hey, listen, Tracy. Um, so, okay. Just I, what, before we get started, I just wanted to kind of go over how this is going to flow and kind of what I, my objective is today and what I'd like to accomplish. Here's the agenda. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. More agendas. Um, this stuff is important. And for a lot of you guys, you may be like, oh man, I've heard this. Or I know this. Yeah. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you know it, but you're not doing it, but you need to do it because it's getting more competitive out there. It's getting more competitive because people's uh, companies wallets are getting tighter. They're getting tighter. We're in a, a, we were coming from an era of abundance to an era of cost cutting and efficiencies. And so, yeah, we got to do our jobs better in order to be able to, to win deals and to communicate with people how we can, how, how we can so, um, solve their problems and how we can serve them. So a lot of solving problems starts with making sure that they comprehend, they, that they feel comp that we're comprehending them. we they, they feel that we're, we're capable of solving their problem because we understand them better than the next guy or gal that walked in there. Um, what else today? Uh, oh, okay. Along the same vein meetings. So again, what I'm advocating for right now, guys, is quality over quantity. Let's do less. Let's do better. Okay. Let's do, let's spend a little less time, um, and, and have better quality engagements with our prospects, with our business partners. And can we do this, please? Can we stop with 15-minute discoveries? Nothing pisses me off more than when someone sends me a calendar invite. Here's something that I'm doing. Okay, this before I even decided to talk to you guys about this. About two-ish, three months ago, I added... So I used to do my all my discovery calls, which is just my initial discovery of like, hey, you know, if someone reaches out on LinkedIn or another platform and, hey, let's get to know each other a little bit. Um, it's always been like defaulted to 30 minutes. Like, okay, boom, 30 minutes. So I changed that. Now, I still have my 30-minute one, but I changed the start to start to do more 45. More 45 because I wanted I want these calls to be more beneficial for both parties. I want it to be less superficial. So the flip side or the extreme side of this is I've seen and I've experienced this and you guys have maybe experienced it and maybe some of you guys are doing this today, 15-minute meeting um, request or 15-minute um, uh, uh, um, calendly advice. Kill that shit. Kill it. I, I, I find that when I see, when I receive it, I feel it. For one, it's I feel that it's disrespectful for my time. And maybe you're not trying to be disrespectful. You're trying to be respectful, but it feels super disrespectful because it's so superficial. Like, what the hell am I going to learn about you in 15 minutes? What are you going to learn about me in 15 minutes? Nothing. So it's a waste. What it does is actually it creates a situation where you're wasting more time because here's what happens. Let's say we talk for 15 minutes. Like, oh, okay, maybe we should talk some more. Well, shit, now we got to schedule a whole nother meeting. Now we're pushing things off for another time. 
Maybe now that meeting's an hour. Why not just do a 30, 45 minute meeting and focus on, on trying to build real connections with people, have real conversations with people um, and um, as, as opposed to the superficial stuff, as opposed to, to filling your calendar with, you know, with 10, 15 minute meetings during the day where you're not, you're not getting, you're not getting where you think you're getting um, and do four 45 minutes, highly qualified, do your homework before you hop on the phone, find out who it is that you're talking to, look at their background, look at their LinkedIn. And so that you can really start to build good relationships. Now, if you are guys, if you guys are students of the book and you've read the book, you know that it starts with database. It starts with ICP. When you are identifying people to talk to, people, the prospect that you've got high alignment, well, you want more time. You want more time and you're going to get more time because you've got high alignment. When you call, when you reach out to me and you're prospecting, you say, hey, I know I'd like to have a meeting with you. And you've already articulated using some of the methods I talk about in the book. You've already articulated who you are, what you do, and there's alignment. Well, why the hell wouldn't I, would get, wouldn't I give you 45 minutes? And if I'm only willing to give you 15 minutes. Well, that's trash. Like you don't need to, guys, you don't need to do that. Value your time. You don't need to try to get 15 minutes on the calendar. I hate that. I'm going to get 15 minutes on your calendar. Screw that. Screw 15 minutes. If I'm not worth half an hour, 45 minutes, then we don't need to talk. I need to talk to somebody else. And guess what? There's plenty of other fish in the sea, my friends. All right. Let's see what's going on. Let's check in. So Tracy, my guy. Good to see you out there. Tracy's saying relationships are everything in sales. Efficiency is key, and both of them together will increase the quality of your work. Absolutely. How can you build relationships when you're speed dating? Let me ask you guys this question right now. I don't know anybody. I'm sure somebody's done this. I don't know anyone. <laughs> I really don't. But maybe you guys know, and you'll you'll enlighten me. You know anybody that actually ever got married and, and in a long-term relationship from speed dating. I, I've never met anybody that's like, oh yeah, we met at speed dating and now we've been married for, I, I had never heard it. I think because again, it sounds cool, but it's not, it's flawed. Like <laughs> you're spending, you know, five minutes and you're supposed to to know someone and you know, it just doesn't work. It's the same thing in business. Stop speed dating in, dis in business. Do the work, do the database work, Set meetings with people that you have alignment with and focus on quality, focus on listening, take notes, do things to, to, to let people know that they're valued on the other side. A lot of stuff that I'm talking about, guess what, guys, it translates to any relationship. Um, I was in Belgium and Amsterdam celebrating my wedding anniversary of 25 years. I know it's crazy, right? 25 years. The And I can, I'm here to tell you that what it takes to make it 25 years is no different than and it's the same sort of basic relationship building skill sets that are will make you successful in business. Um, Channel Futures announced me as one of the top 50 influencers in technology channel last last month. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing that built that. It's not about social media. Social media is just a marketing mechanism. That's just to get me out to more people. But it's a, but, but what brought me to that point of having that sort of influence is the relationships that I've been able to build over that length of time, right? Relationships of quality, substance, okay? Um, Skyler, give me a shout out, Skyler. Saying, when I read your book, 
I highlighted and wrote little side notes. I love that. And please do that. And everyone that gets the book, I want you, I want you to, if you look at the outside of this book, like it's designed to look like a notebook, right? I want you to, to, um, fold over pages. I want you to highlight. I want you to go to the back here. I put a whole section in there for you to write your notes. I want you to write your notes because I want it to be your book. I want it to be your guidebook. Are you going to dig everything that I say in this? I hope so, but you won't. That's okay. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to take what you can apply to your life and your life, your world and make it your own book, make it your own. This is your guidebook. So please mark it up, um, highlight it, all of that stuff. Appreciate you guys. Skyler, I appreciate you. Um, amen. Yes, Tracy. Amen. Sometimes I get on one over here, man. I'm, I'm preaching. <laughs> I'm preaching. Uh, because I'm so passionate about this stuff. I'm passionate about sales. I'm passionate about business. And um, uh, and I feel that these fundamental strategies, these fundamental truths that I've learned over the course of my career um, don't change. They don't change. And if people will apply them more, they'll be successful, man. They'll build, oh, there's my guy, Sander Bean, checking in. Got to say, what's up to Sander? This guy, he gets it. Um, make sure you guys check out Sanders' episode on the Business and Bourbon podcast. Sanders also on Shut the Hell Up and Sell podcast. Sanders' episode, I think, four or five. I don't know. Listen to them all. Listen and watch them all, guys. You can get them on all of your um, podcast platforms. You can get them on YouTube. Uh, this guy is a, is a rock star. Make sure you check out his company, Ready for Social um, help up your social game, help, help your company, um, to up its corporate social game. Um, cause this stuff matters. This stuff matters, man. A lot of folks are, are, are sleeping on their, their social. I don't want to say they're sleeping. I think right now we're to the point where everyone's like, okay, I, I get it. I need to do something, but they're confused as to what to do. And I think that some of the work that Sanders company is, is doing helps people to focus on, the things they should be focused on. So I think that too often when we're thinking social, when we're thinking post, and we're thinking about just narcissistic stuff and we're not, the number one goal, the first goal in social, in my humble opinion, to should be to build credibility for you and your brand, credibility for who you are, what it is that you do. Um, and oftentimes we, we're not doing that. We're just like, Hey, look at me tension. I'm out instead of using it as an opportunity to be a billboard and a marketing tool so that the outside world knows, okay, this is what, what people do. Cause think about this. When you meet someone new in business, um, whether it is, you know, you prospect them or you go, whatever you have meeting with them. First thing people are going to do nowadays is they're Googling you when they Google you, what do they see? That's what I tell people when they're thinking about taking those first steps in social. What do they see? And what they see is it what you want them to see. And what you want them to see is it the right things, <laughs> meaning that what you should want them to see if you're in business is you want them to see that you are credible, that you're credible and you're someone that they should trust in business, not just good time Charlie. 
not just hanging out and having, you know, doing all other types of stuff. Don't get me wrong. I, I believe that it's important to add personal aspects of it because that helps people to see who you are because people care about who they buy from. They care about who you are and not just what you do. But we've gotten so far on this end that we're not doing as much of, hey, this is what I do. This is how I serve. This is how I help. This is where my credibility is. And it's more like, hey, look at me. I'm having fun. Blah, blah, blah. Right? So that's my advice. Ah, uh, All right. And as Sander says, we're going to close with Sander because he says, listen to them all. All the episodes, they are really good. Um, so I'm going to ask you guys, please go and subscribe to the, to the Shut the Hell Up and Sell podcast. Um, and if you would, give us a review. Give us a review. It helps us. Um, we've had tremendous success in our community um, with getting the message out there, getting the book out there. And uh, But as humbled as I am by the size of our community, the amount of people that value the, the my voice and the voices of our guests, there's a big world out there. There's 8 billion people, and we're not anywhere near where, where we can and should be. And people need what it is that we're doing right now. So the way that we spread that message is through your help. So we need your help in first making sure get the audio book, get the get the paperback book, but give us reviews. Give us reviews so those damn algorithms can can do what it is that they do um, and and help spread um, the book, spread the message to more people. All right, guys, I appreciate you every week. This is what we do. Um, Monday motivation. Ask me anything. I hope that you got some benefit out of today's um obsession and please please like i said i just want to you may not agree with everything that i say you don't have to agree i just want to agitate your brain as my friend randy reamersman likes to say to help you to think a little bit differently maybe challenge some thought because that's where growth is guys i don't know every damn thing believe it or not i don't know everything <laughs> but i'll tell you one thing i'm not on a a mission to know everything. I'm on a mission to grow and learn more. So I'm learning from you. Hopefully you're learning something from me. Um, I don't want to be right. I got to get it right. And for those of you that are entrepreneurs out there, those for you in, in business and sales, if you let that guide you, that'll help you to put your ego to the side and to, to achieve levels of success that you probably can't even dream of right now. Focus on not being right focus on getting it right all right challenge yourself all right peace out i'll see you guys next week thanks for watching